0: everyone and welcome to trek freaks a part of the geek freaks network on this podcast we normally analyze and review every episode of star trek starting all the way back with the original series but today we're doing something a little different and by we i mean me kevin and our admiral captain editor oh my producer He's however famous. many more titles you want to throw in there it's frank
1: just frank's fine i i, I do appreciate all the fanciness but you know <laughs> we only got 45 minutes to get this thing done
0: <laughs> so. yeah i could tell how much it was bugging you and uh Jonathan kept giving you new titles, so I figured I'd just pile on. Yeah, but. pile on. Speaking
1: of Jonathan, he's out here. Unfortunately, he did have a funeral to go to. So um our best wishes are with him, but he'll be back soon. And I know he's anxious to get into some Star Trek news.
0: Yeah, as am I. So let's just dive right into it. Um yeah. Star Trek Day was today the day that we're recording this. So mm-hmm. yesterday by the time yeah. this comes out.
1: If if <laughs> okay. Frank could pull an all-nighter, it's gonna be yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So yeah uh Star Trek Day just happened and Man, I wish I was f- here for the last episode or the, maybe the episode before that of Trek Freaks when we when you guys were talking about Nichelle Nichols. And that's how it uh, looks like Star Trek Day convention stuff kicked yeah. off was with a tribute to Nichelle Nichols. Man, I just got to I got to add what you guys said last time. You guys did a perfect job describing her impact on Star Trek in culture in general. But man, she's such an icon. She man, rest in peace that yeah. that woman did so much for so many people.
1: Watching the video that they showed today, which by the way, everything is on our website, guys. Yes, we actually have an article on our website again. Um, watching it again, I forgot when I, how I first fell in love with her. So I just now am watching the original series with you guys on Trek Freaks, but I was first to first discover these guys through the movies. And I remember like, oh man, I remember watching those first movies and thinking, she's a badass. And so seeing these clips of her from those movies, I was like, Oh, yeah, she's a badass. I forgot about how cool she is in the movies, too, because she's got some like real attitude and she's correcting people in the mo- in the movies a lot more than she does in the show. I loved it. It was so good.
0: Yeah, I, I wish that the writing in the original series would have been a little bit better and allowed mm-hmm. her to be more of the character that we see in Strange New Worlds, which yeah. the actress that plays Uhura in there is also phenomenal. So, yeah, it's just great character. Awesome. Amazing Person that did so much for so many people, but we, yeah,
1: her impact was felt. They had a lot of testimonials from people on um, in new projects today, and a lot of them like became fans of Star Trek, or even scientists. It became scientists because of the impact of Mahura, so from Nichelle Nichols, and um, we could keep going on and on about it, as I would love to. But um you guys all know if you're here, you're a Nichelle Nichols fan. I doubt there's somebody who stumbled across this. It's like, are they going to talk about X Men? No, we're all about Star Trek here, <laughs> and so you know, Nichelle Nichols uh, is the best simply
0: um moving on carol jane joins star trek yes. strange new worlds as uh what is the pelia pelia Pel- i don't know what how to pronounce let's, the name let's
1: go P- pelia. Pel- pelia pelia, pelia. Sounds, yeah sounds Pel- like a european soccer player um i love carol jane's if you guys have watched unbreakable kimmy schmidt she's on that as the landlord what a wonderful character actor and um uh, She's gonna be such a thorn in the side for Captain Pike. Like she's gonna be one of those people. I can just tell by the way she acts. She's gonna be one of those people that will go to bat for you because you're part of her team. But she's gonna check you or wreck you. And uh, <laughs> I'm on board. She's she's good. She's gonna be great. I know she's gonna be great.
0: What do you think? So I'm looking at at the picture that they uh, that they posted about it. Cause I don't think they did any kind of really uh, real no. interviews with her, or like they didn't get much into what her character is gonna be. But looking at that picture, I'm getting like straight up mom from a nineties sitcom yeah. vibe <laughs> like Jill Taylor from home improvement that I, I kind of looking at that, looking at her and seeing that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how a, a new character with maybe that sort of a disposition <laughs> interacts yeah. with the rest of the crew.
1: You know what I like about her uniform too? She's, she's uh, showing off one of the new uniforms. I really like how it feels next generation. It has the armbands from TOS. It's got like the cut you'd expect from newer Trek. They, they do such a wonderful job in, in Strange New Worlds, even in the set behind her, of making it like feel old but clearly new um, in a way where I could like forgive them. I know that there's some people that are like purists and are, like, well, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. How looking at this picture are you not just like, I got to watch this? And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking.
0: Well, I know I bring this up any opportunity I can, but honestly, Lower Decks kind of went into why mm-hmm. s- different ships and different stations have different uniforms And it's kind of up to the the captain's discretion. So they can even fit that in canon that that all the different uniforms that are used in Strange New Worlds, Captain Kirk just wasn't a fan of. And I hope that they allude to that in season two of Strange New Worlds. Like, yeah, I don't like these uniforms. If I'm ever captain, I'm going to do this and that and (laughs) make it so that they're more of how they looked in the original series. I think that'd be pretty fun.
1: I got to I got to see a clip of them saying, hey, let's go with the tunic, guys. That tunic that Kirk (laughs) wears and then sometimes Pike even wears it. Who was like, let's go for casual Fridays, you know, something like that. And they went with that tunic. It looks dope. I wish I could pull it off. Matter of fact, the next Trick Freaks, that is what Kirk is wearing the entire time is that fancy tunic. And uh, nice. it's it's a little distracting, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous of the look. I, I, I might want to rock that.
0: Yeah. How, I, how I could see that going is that they'd have him, uh, the character of Kirk, wearing that in Strange New Worlds, but it'd be like an orange or a purple. And there'd be some woman that would walk up to him and go, you Know if that was green, it'd really make your eyes pop yeah. or something like that. And it's like, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, in th- in the original series, he's wearing green as the tunic <laughs> color.
1: Exactly. Oh man, <laughs> speaking of lower decks, did you notice how much like they're the life of the party at Star Trek? Have, did you see that? Like, Dude. did you watch any of the big live stream or did you just watch the announcements?
0: I just got home from work, so I literally yeah, watched the the announcement trailers. I
1: ended up watching like. I've been gone all day because, of course, right now it's, you know, it's 110 plus every day this week. But Jeez. so I try to get all the errands in, in the morning and then I get home and I watch the two hour, two and a half hour stream. And the entire time it's like everybody's happy. That's what I love about Star Trek. And I, I wouldn't mind talking about that for a little bit. When we watch San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con or something like that, we demand these things get announced. Like, hey, they better Marvel better show something. Star Trek is a completely different environment. First off, everyone is welcomed. And that's just a good feeling to have a franchise backing that. Lord of the Rings, you're starting to see that right now, where they're yeah. saying like, "Hey, you're not welcomed if you're not happy with everybody being welcomed." It's great, right? Um, but here in Star Trek, like everybody was happy. There was so much nostalgia, just to to see Jean Luc Picard out there just laughing it up, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And then I, I even texted you just because I they are interviewing Kate Mulgrew. Just hearing Janeway's voice again, <laughs> it's just like this world is so good, <laughs> you know. Um, it was a really cool event, and Lower Decks is the party of the atmosphere just uh, a lot of it was ho- uh, uh, hosted by mariner i god i don't remember her name she's from from space force as well she's great on that as well
0: tawny newsome
1: thank you she hosted it along with a comedian that i really like and i can't remember his name either but he plays a therapist on lower decks with a bird
0: oh shoot i don't know who that is off the top of my head
1: he's he's the dog from bojack horseman i wish i knew these names i'm getting i'm really bad about it but uh they had such a fun time. Some jokes landed, some jokes didn't, and they laughed it off. And it was just like, <laughs> I love it because it's Star Trek, and we're just happy to be talking about Star Trek. That's what it's like when you guys go to a convention. Please do someday.
0: I've never been to a Star Trek convention myself, and I it, it, it's insane to me that I haven't because I've yeah. been a Star Trek fan for all of my adult life, and that's, that's what adults do when they have they do stupid things that they wish they could have done when they were kids. Yeah, and yeah, I, every time I watch an interview or I watch something with a convention from all, nearly any actor or actress who's ever been, or director, writer, anybody who's had anything to do with Star Trek, they're always good interviews because they're so lighthearted and so jovial, but they can get behind the scenes and get serious if they want to. Yeah. They're just such... You could t- you could tell the amount of passion that they have for what they're doing, and Star Trek is known for that, and that's, that's part of why we love Star Trek so much.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if there's something there, um, maybe because the fandom is... Not to brag, but I think our fandom of Star Trek is better than pretty much any other fandom in the world where we'll complain. Sure. Like if you're going to change the Klingons a lot in Discovery season one, we'll de- complain, but we're watching Star Trek Discovery season one. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think J.J. Abrams is the proving point there because yeah. he screwed up in a lot of Trekkies eyes. He screwed up Star Trek, but then he did the same thing with Star Wars and where did he get the biggest backlash? I think the most backlash came from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And maybe because it's a more of a mainstream appeal, so there's more of a mainstream backlash. That and could be, but.
1: E- yeah, and even the backlash was different though, because Star Trek backlash was like, I don't like that you do this. Wow, okay, so if this Kirk did this, like immediately we go into just talking about the <laughs> yeah. new Star Trek movies. When other people are like, well, I'm not watching the next Star Wars movies, and they walk away, they watch it eventually. Right. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's just a different, it's like less toxic. Like, hey, I'm not happy about this. Let's discuss. You know, I just love that about. All of Star Trek. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've learned to take every iteration of Star Trek that I don't particularly care for at first yep. with a with, I just kind of take a step back. And that's why I enjoy Picard as much as I do, because it's not in and of itself a good show. If you take uh if you take the next generation into account with Picard, Picard's not a good follow up, but on its own, as like especially season two, the season two does more of like an overall world commentary that we're mm-hmm. used to out of Star Trek, even though it's got the still. Season-wide spanning arc character, yeah. not character arc, but uh, story arc. Uh, it's it's still a decent show if you take just take a step back from it and just enjoy it for what it is. And that's what I was able to do with the JJ Abrams Star Trek movies as well. Kind of step back.
1: I've rewatched. It's it's so such a silly scene, and even in the theaters, I thought this is so silly. But that that part where he like cranks up the Beastie Boys, and that's, I yeah. rewatched that clip countless times. Let's make some noise.
0: A good choice i when i was watching that scene i watched that movie i think that was the third one right into yeah. darkness mm-hmm. into darkness or is no, that the third Beyond, one no my- yeah into darkness was the second one yeah yeah Beyond's the third one um i watched that with my wife and that was the only first and only time i've ever watched that and when that happened i know t- five years ago two three years ago no that's probably about when I watched it about five to 10 years ago, I probably would have just shut it off right then, walked away, say, this is not my Star Trek. But yeah, since then, getting into all these other new Star Trek shows that we get to see all the behind the scenes clips of here from Star Trek Day, I've been able to enjoy them for what they are. And that one scene, I just like started busting up laughing and yeah. just. I, I loved it so much because it was so out there. Yeah. So different. Ugh. Um, Speaking of out there and different, though, have you seen any of Star Trek Prodigy?
1: I have not. It is a blind spot okay, for me, but you've watched it,
0: right? I have watched it. It is better than I thought it was going okay. to be. Okay. It does have. It's definitely a kid's show mm-hmm. more than uh, Lower Decks could ever hope to be, because I don't think Lower Decks is trying to appeal to children at all, but no way. Yeah. <laughs> prodigy definitely is cuz it's advertised as a Nickelodeon show but it still does have some of the the classic star trek feel to it as well as a lot of the star trek stories but these ones are more about the character development character okay. stories rather than there is still one big overarching story but it's more about the relationships between the characters that was the driving force for season 1 of prodigy and it was good for what it was and i'm looking forward to season 2 and we do see an exclusive clip from season two, yeah. and that probably hit some Voyager nostalgia buttons for you, I'd imagine. Yeah,
1: so I already knew that Kate Mulgrew was part of this as a hologram, and so I was like, I will watch it someday just to hear her more. Um, I even hear that Jakote's on there for a moment, so that's pretty amazing. But we straight up have Admiral Janeway up in this one. Oh man, coming in with what looks like Voyager 2.0. I mean, that thing is a beautiful ship, and uh. Uh, Of course, I'm going to watch this. Of course, I'm going to watch this question for you. Do you think two things? Actually, do you think this will ever hit Clone Wars level where, um, yeah, it's totally geared for kids, but as adults, they end up putting some backstory on it. That's so good. You have to consume it. I,
0: I don't think so, just because if you take the story of Voyager and the story of Prodigy And how they can interact. I don't think it's as grand of a story as the Clone Wars was for Star Wars. So there's, in my limited opinion, or my limited view, there's not as much they could do with it. I would be happy if it got to that point. And I could see the, with the level of dedication that they have to the art and the sound and everything behind it, it could visually and audibly get to that point where it's just as good as those shows. And it might already be. But as far as impact and story goes, I don't think that that's going to happen.
1: Impact's kind of hard. Clone Wars might be the basis of all modern Star Star Wars. It's crazy to say. You yeah. Know, but it's like, yeah, I mean, Dave Filoni. <laughs> that's all you got to say. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It's it set the groundwork for everything that has come after with yeah. The Mandalorian and Boba Fett. That's Star Wars. We're here about Star Trek. I we know, always bring up Star Wars. We
1: got to love it. We got to love it, though. A second thing, because you're character driven on the latest Geek Freaks, you discussed how DS9 is very character driven. Um, do you feel like there's some DS nine vibes here? I know we're seeing a lot of Voyager stuff, but do you think there's anything from DS
0: nine? You know? Yeah, I actually do. And, um, to Scott's credit for Scott's credit, that was actually him that pointed out how uh character driven DS nine is, but yeah, I absolutely think that this show has a lot of parallels to DS nine. And I, I hope that strange new worlds actually kind of continues down that road and is more of that show as well because character driven yeah, character driven stories always appeal to me more than having in like a discovery season wide story yeah. does. But yeah, I, I think that Prodigy actually does a pretty good job of doing that because the entire premise of, especially in the first two episodes, is all about how these kids that don't belong on a Starfleet ship are on a Starfleet ship and are on the run from somebody. And yeah. it's it's all about and that somebody happens to be related to one of the kids that's on the ship and it's it's this whole evil father plot and everything oh, okay. it's wow. it's pretty good it's pretty good
1: very relatable yeah that's pretty interesting yeah I- i'll watch it all right you got me you me into it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well something we're definitely all going to be watching is season two of strange new worlds and oh my goodness gracious i'm so excited oh, for this it's so good so good guys uh-huh. Uh, did you i'm guessing you watched that clip
1: i've watched all these clips a couple times i will <laughs> okay. say first off this looks good but i will say the thing that sells me on, on star trek strange in the world if you had to just show me one clip it's captain pike cooking dinner for his his uh, officers like that is so dope that is like that's like modern manliness like in my opinion he's just so freaking cool uh i want to grow up to be captain pike
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yep. much
1: this clip though it's Ortega's who I can I get action figures for Ortega's please let's make that happen. Yeah, right. Down to go on an away mission and like, "Well, actually you're going to be an elite pilot." Yeah, no shit. That's what she does and I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, can't yeah. wait.
0: Um I think you can go to Strange New Worlds for Captain Pike cooking for his crew, but you stay with Strange New Worlds for Ethan Peck as Spock. Because that's in that clip it, it, you see Spock being like, basically, don't shoot the messenger. But yeah. he says it in such a Vulcan tone. It's like I'm not the reason that this happened. I apologize. And yeah. she's just like, you need to know when to stop talking. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, a little bit of that character progression between yeah. uh, uh, from uh, Nurse Chapel and Spock from season one, now carrying over with Ortega's. And man, these characters are just so well written. There isn't. They are a single episode that I think will be bad from the show just because of how strong the characters are in every aspect of the show. Each character is so good on their own. Even there was, there was an episode that followed Dr. Mbanga and his daughter. Yeah. And I thought up until that point that he was like the, the weakest character of the show where by weakest, I mean, they haven't delved into his backstory as much as they had and almost any of the other characters. So he was harder to relate to. And then after that episode, it's like, oh, God, that he could be my favorite character on the show. Right. And then you get the the Ortega's episode. You get the Nunian Singh episode. It's like, oh, that's my new favorite character. That's my new yeah. favorite character. They're just so well written. All right, let's move on to Star Trek Picard season three. We got a trailer for that. Hey, are you on the Picard bandwagon or are you not?
1: So here's the thing. I haven't watched Picard season two yet, so I can't be on oh, that bandwagon. The, yeah. good,
0: the good season. You haven't seen the good season yet.
1: Well, that's probably why I haven't started season two, because the bad <laughs> season. <laughs> no, it, okay. it's it's funny. Bad season, quote unquote, right? But um, I have not got into it yet.
0: Picard season three. I don't really know much about it, except that almost the entirety of the original se- or the the next generation, excuse me, cast is back, including uh, most of the bridge crew brent spiner's probably coming back too wasn't he even though i, I
1: had heard he's back yeah i i, I heard that okay. he's
0: on set so brent spiner's been in every season of picard so far as different characters though um as he is wont to do mm-hmm. then uh, riker was in riker and troy were in season one but this is going to be the first we see of crusher wharf or la forge in picard with season three and i'm stoked for that especially after seeing that shot of wharf oh my god we saw the sneak peek poster like a month or so ago yeah but oh my god
1: uh i'm gonna say right now he's hot he's hot as all hell like he's just hot i mean it's just crazy uh how does somebody age so perfectly
0: he aged like a fine blood wine you, (laughs) you smart
1: bastard you yeah uh I cannot wait, man. It's going to be so good. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'll watch Picard's episode two to cut our season two to really fire myself up. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> I get on the Paramount app and I'm like, okay, should I start Picard to watch Lower Decks again? There you go.
0: <laughs> so it's funny that you <laughs> mentioned that because the thing that I took out of this sneak peek into season three was uh, that Riker is calling a ship beautiful or gorgeous or something. And it's the yeah. Titan, which is a ship that he's in command of during uh Star Trek Lower Decks. It's the ship that Boimler gets transferred yeah. to under Riker's command. So that's really cool to see that, even though I don't know how far in the future Picard is from uh the from Lower yeah, Decks. It's gotta be a little
1: bit because he re- kind of retires for a bit there. Uh right. did you know about all the Star Trek books about Riker's time as a as a captain on Titan?
0: No. I, had, I I've got the video games behind me, but yeah. uh, I have not read story. the books. I've got a couple of the comics, but I haven't read them. Dude, um, yeah. I I
1: dove deep on some Wikipedia pages, man, and was like just consuming. So there's like a uh, I don't know, like a six book run all about Riker's adventures beyond the galaxy is a big thing with their ship, and he's on the Titan, and it's all about him being captain and Deanna Troy with him the entire. It's just so good. Um, yeah. So there's like a big push for there to be a new Titan based series.
0: Yeah. Okay. None of that's canon, though, right? Like, technically. It's not
1: canon, but all of a sudden, here he is. We're rocking a Titan ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, what, you know, it's kind of, not, I'm not going to bring it up again. Other people do that as well. They take the legacy content and make it canon because it's like, well, that part's good. <laughs>
0: that's funny. I was going to say the same thing, but I'm like, no, nah, it's already been too much in this about and that. Let's true. not. <laughs> that's true.
1: Uh, well, hopefully you'll.
0: Hopefully you'll uh, catch up with season two so that you can watch season three because it is the final season of Picard and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Without spoiling season two, does it not look like like uh, Jane, uh, like seven of nine is captain of Titan now?
0: Uh, She uh, Picard calls her commander. So I think she's technically a commander in rank, but it seems like she's in command of the Titan. When she says engage,
1: I'm like, okay, goosebumps activated. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right. She's
0: back in Starfleet, which wasn't the case in the first two seasons. So. Yeah, I love her so much. <laughs> well, speaking of love, I've got kind of a love-hate relationship with Discovery. Yeah. Um, though I will give Discovery its props; it's what kicked off this whole new wave of Star Trek. Yeah, and it's it's still a good show in, in and of itself, inside of a bubble, outside of the greater Star Trek scheme of things. But season five is uh, uh, is underway; they're rocking and rolling. Uh, I am cautiously optimistic each season it seems like is getting progressively better or more to my liking take that for what you will but season two was kind of
1: just like this perfect season yeah it's really hard because i was like and that's what started strange new world so it's just it's hard because everything gets compared to season two (laughs) so stuff
0: but for me season one was good because of the twist Mm -hmm. of the mirror universe season two was good Because it gave us Strange New Worlds by giving us Anson Mount as Captain Pike, perfect casting. That was great then, but in retrospect, it's even better because of how great Strange New Worlds is. Yeah. So, um, also each each of the actors on this show are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Though it is a very emotion driven show, that is not to take away from any of it whatsoever, and I think it is its strength. And uh, Sinequa Martin Green as captain burnham is like the emotion of star trek right now i, I think she yeah. is like the lightning rod for the emotion of star trek and it's so gr- so good she's you know amazing
1: I, I hope growing up in the 90s Janeway was a big role model for me like i was like oh that's what a leader looks like that's what it's like to be tough under tough situations uh she straight up was a role model for me and she still is today really the think she does today but I hope that people see Michael Burnham as a role model for their as 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 children now. I, I would be very proud of Star Trek if that was the case. And I think it is. Um, another thing I really liked that I I threw it out here is the one department philosophy that they were talking about in that little clip there, where they each day or week, whatever it is, they they pick a crew member or or a cast member and really highlight them amongst the other crew member and cast members. And they talk about how it's not like, oh, this is the lighting department, that's that costume department. No, we're all Star Trek Discovery. And you see that on, on screen, I feel like, right? It feels like that's how Discovery is. So yeah, it's cool to see that the behind the scenes it's the same thing. I, I mean, God, I would want to work on this so bad, you know? Yeah.
0: Almost every single Star Trek show, I can tell you what rank every character is throughout the show, but yeah. they have such a one crew philosophy on screen that I can't tell you what rank each person on the Discovery is because they they don't make rank matter. Like, they don't seem like, a lieutenant is better than an ensign or a commander is better than a lieutenant. Everybody is just another person, another human on that ship. So I'm looking forward to season five.
1: That's a really good point. And now I'm thinking about it. Like I would never think of somebody questioning Pike, for example, but we see and expect people to question Michael Burnham and Michael Burnham, shoot him down when I need to, or change when she needs to. Like it's a whole different start. It's a very interesting, Ah, man. Yeah. Good stuff. (laughs)
0: um this i did not expect uh right holy shit wesley crusher in of uh, okay okay so it's yeah. the mirror universe version of emperor wesley crusher in star trek online their new expansion ascension i have played star trek online i you haven't played very much if any of it have you
1: not yet but they they keep every time there's something It's like son of a bitch
0: I was just going to say the exact same thing. I drop out of it very quickly, but every time they come out with something new, it's like, Oh, I really want to go back to that. It's like, if only Frank and John would play with me or maybe Scott, if I could get like a group of people to play with me, maybe I'd stick with it for longer than a week or two, but Holy crap. Will Wheaton is, Oh, he is one of my favorite actors of all time. Just because of how he as a person grew up after star trek the next yeah. generation and he's in so much stuff like he, he's in eureka as a lovably hateable character yeah he's, he's just so good at that i think he played himself in a couple episodes of the big bang theory i wasn't a yeah. fan of that show he's in but a,
1: he's in a show called the guild that i really love yes uh, he played a kind of a bad guy slash yes. love interest in that yeah
0: yeah really good yeah just, he, he's so good at playing the dorky villain who yeah. Can't seem to get away with anything, but also kind of does at the same time. And it's just a sniveling little prick, but in the best way possible. And yeah, <laughs> oh, he, he's so good. He's so good.
1: You need to write his bios. Uh, you know, what's funny <laughs> is I used to hate Will Wheaton so much when I was younger. And I think it's oh, because yeah. when I when I did watch Star Trek Next Generation, he was whining, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's his character, though. And um, I have grown to adore this man post Next Generation because of how much we see with a lot of Star Trek characters or actors, but we don't see with all of them where they know that, hey, you know what? My source is the fandom. And he knew that and capitalized on it. And we appreciate it for him, right? Uh, what's that? The ready room that he hosts is phenomenal, yeah. guys. If you guys want so more good. Star Trek content immediately after an episode of Star Trek, when you're really buzzing on it, that's your place.
0: Yep. yep. He's he's so good. Yeah. Uh, moving on to something else that's so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, lower Decks, the, season three is already currently airing. Every Thursday, there's a new episode, but we do see a sneak peek into an episode later on in the season, and this one looks looks pretty interesting. I've got to say. Um, yes. What did you make of 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 what we saw with the Wayfarer and who's in the captain's chair there?
1: I will okay. I'm going to say his name because, of course, it's his name, Bucephalus Dagger. I mean, if you were to make your own name, Bucephalus Dagger is pretty high on my <laughs> list. Uh, long. Lower deck fans know that there's always been this question of where is uh well I Boimler, but I think it was William Boimler at the time. We thought that was a, was gonna be his new name. A clone of Boimler, uh, who stayed on Titan and just like immediately clicked with Riker. And uh we see that he gets promoted pretty fast and he's now captain of a ship. Little old Mister Captain Dagger. <laughs> I mean, it's the most cosplay name ever. I love it.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's so good. Everything that lower decks does, even when it misses, it still hits. Like it's oh yeah. I don't think there's any other thing that I can say about it other than that. It's so good. I always gush about it. It's the Star Trek's Star Trek. It's, it is. Yeah. If you love Star Trek of any generation of it, Lower Decks has something for you.
1: They were playing a D&D, a Klingon D&D game in the last episode, guys. So cool. I'm on board. Uh,
0: the last bit of news coming out of there is that there's a new scripted audio drama coming out. Um, I honestly haven't read anything about this. You yes. might take the lead. I audience. will take charge
1: of this. It's going to be, it's the very first official audio drama for Star Trek. There's been a lot of people doing this, of course, who wouldn't want to, but now Star Trek's actually getting in the game and Star Trek's always been an early adopter of podcasts, which has really been cool for our side of things, but they're starting a new scripted one called Star Trek Con, and it's going to be all about Khan's life on Alpha Seta, or no, Seta Alpha 5. Uh, between the original series and the Wrath of Khan, so we're gonna see a lot of politics. How's he gonna stay in control? It should be very good. It's Star Trek money behind a podcast, which is always nice. By the way, Star Trek. Hey, let us know. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, it's I'm I'm here for it. These scripted podcasts are kind of becoming more and more popular. We even have some friends that have been delving into it, and I've edited some of it for some schoolwork, and it's a lot of fun uh, to be a part of. I, I think that this is the next wave of there's I think there's two new waves coming of podcasting, and this is one of them. Uh I can't wait to get a part of this. It's gonna be fun.
0: I know there's an audio drama in Star Trek that's not an official one that yeah. Jonathan listens to pretty regularly, and he always talks about that one. Um the only audio drama that I've ever listened to is w- we interviewed a guy from a podcast called The Luchador. That's a good and one. I've listened to I've listened to that one and it's pretty good. And it got me it got me thinking about what a Star Trek audio drama would sound like and the fact that they're doing one, officially, to yeah. make it canon, first of all. Yeah. But secondly, to put the budget behind it, I, I, I'm probably going to listen to it. I, I probably yeah. will.
1: Audio drama, it's so easy to tell the scaling of the budget. And like, I'm like, oh, this is a really good one. But then when you listen to one actually made by DC or Marvel, then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's <laughs> constantly some sound going on that's just immersing you. The Batman Unburied, guys, it's a real mind trip. It's a six episode. I think it's six episodes. Uh, uh, Spotify original that I don't think's think or uh, exclusive anymore. It's a Batman Unburied, and they did some really cool casting in it, and uh, I'll spoil something. There's a lot of Poison Ivy in it. It's really cool. Check that out, guys. That's a good foray into that field. Uh, It's Sandman 2. There's a Sandman 1. After you watch the show first, I think the show's even better, but it's a good way to understand the uh, audio drama that's out there.
0: Nice. Well, I was a little skeptical of Star Trek starting its own day. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was just trying to capitalize on the May the 4th stuff, but... Star Trek Day is hopefully here to stay because we get a bunch of awesome announcements and I, I can't wait till next year to see what the next season of each of these shows is going to be yeah. and what new random wacky uh, expansion for Star Trek Online is going to be announced in a year. You guys but,
1: got the headcanon. What do you think is going to be next?
0: Oh, God. Um, shit, don't put me on the spot like that. I'm not that. I, I, <laughs> oh, I think oh, it's oh, going to be
1: to a, a, one of two things. Either a full-scale attack from the Gorn because Gorner hot Ooh, now. Oh, that's good. Or there's going to be an open into fluidic space. And we're going to get uh, 8472
0: coming in. So that was actually the very first. Is it? it, is it a, yeah, like the original game. Why am I not game. playing this? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the original game without any. Exp- the vanilla version of Star Trek Online. The first season you play is against the 8472.
1: That's so perfect. I got to play this game at some yeah. point.
0: I don't. Th- that's the thing about this game is that anything that they do, it's immediately taking from the show that's currently airing. So they've got lower deck stuff. They got Picard stuff. So it's, they're always adding more content to it. So it's very fun to play.
1: Yeah. So So probably Gorn then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably Gorn there, probably coming up next. Uh, Speaking of coming up next, uh, next time we're here with Geek Freaks, we'll be back to our regular format of talking about an episode of Star Trek, the next generation, but we just had to get this out. there; There's too much good stuff to talk about from Star Trek day. So we wanted to get this out there as quickly as possible. And until next time. How do I no transporter? That's what it was. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> two 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 to take away from here now, please. Nailed it.